This episode of the Gem on the Queen's Crown, the Cincinnati and Dayton Sports Podcast, has been redubbed in certain parts due to a recording error on the host side. All of the host's questions have been re-recorded in the same order, staying as faithful as possible to the initial conversation with only minimum changes in words and phrases. The host apologizes for this inconvenience. Pulse Podcast Network, keeping your finger on the pulse. On episode 79 of the Gem on the Queen's Crown, the Cincinnati Dayton Sports Podcast, the head coach of the Northern Kentucky Norse Varsity High School hockey team, Jamie Intello, joins me as we talk local hockey, how the Northern Kentucky hockey program is faring, what it's like playing in Ohio and in Kentucky, and much more. It's the local Sunday Sports Podcast. Welcome to another installment of the Gem on the Queen's Crown, the Cincinnati and Dayton Sports Podcast. Opening theme from Music Radio Creative. Visit theleewmallon.com slash podcast to listen on your favorite podcasting platform. Now for our host, Lee W. Mallon. And welcome back to the Gem on the Queen's Crown, the Cincinnati and Dayton Sports Podcast. I'm here with the head coach of the Northern Kentucky Norse Varsity Hockey Team, Jamie Antello. Coach, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, Lee. Thanks for having me on your show. I appreciate it. No problem, Coach. I should also mention, you're the first Cincinnatian that I'm interviewing on this podcast. My previous interviews have been with Daytonians, and you're the first from the Cincinnati area. Well, I'll take that as an honor then. Thank you. <laughs> Let's begin. First off, where are you from, and when did you start to love the sport of hockey? I am originally from New York, just outside of the big New York City. I was into hockey probably about by the age of three. My family is big into hockey and ice skating in general. I've owned a couple rinks back in New York. Uh, actually, they, my family owns Northland in Cincinnati as well right now. So I would probably start playing hockey around three or four. Um, by the time I got close to high school age, my family located to the Cincinnati, Ohio area where I started to play travel hockey for what was then known as the Cincinnati Stingers. I uh, played that all through high school and then just kind of stayed in hockey uh, pretty much my, my whole life. How did you become a coach in the coaching ranks? Um, when I got married to my wife, Carrie, back in 2011, she had two sons that were playing in the Norse program uh, for squirts and bantam at the time. Um, I started um, loosely helping out here and there um, with some of the coaching, but as the as her oldest son, Braden, got uh, made the varsity team, uh, I was asked by the coach then to kind of step in and kind of start working with him and help out on with the high school team, and I've pretty much been doing that since um, 2012, so good seven, eight years now working with just with the high school team. You mentioned it a little bit, but how did you find out about Northern Kentucky hockey? Um, when I was playing travel uh, for Cincinnati back in the day, um, I believe Northern Kentucky was just starting to get their program together. We actually would play a few games 
which is now the Northern Kentucky Ice Center. We would play a few of our games down in this area. Um, I guess when we were looking for available ice, and I think uh, late 80s, early 90s, they were just starting to get their youth hockey program together. So I've known about Northern Kentucky youth hockey for quite a while, but didn't really become involved in it until around 2011 or so. Can you tell me what being a part of Northern Kentucky's Youth Hockey Association is like? Um, it is. A, I, I really enjoy working uh, within this organization. It's uh, it's small. Um, you know, we have teams that range. You know, from learn to play and mites all the way up through through my high school team. Um, being around around the rink, you kind of start to become familiar with all the young kids. You know, by the time they're squirts and peewees, um, you kind of start to become familiar with their parents. Um, the big deal is, you know, what I try to do at Northern Kentucky is make the varsity team special, something that the younger kids want to aspire to be on the team. They want to continue to play hockey and be able to play for the varsity team as their high school sport. So, uh, we've been pretty successful with that lately. Um, the turnout's been good. The quality of players we've been getting out of the organization has been great, and therefore we've been very, very competitive for about the past six, seven seasons uh, at least. How many total teams are part of the Northern Kentucky Youth Hockey Association? Um, if I had to guess, um, we got, let's see, there's probably within the realm of 12 to 14 teams by the time you figure it's probably three or four might teams and then you know two squirts two peewees you know two bantams and then the high school age there's my varsity team and we have a a junior varsity team as well so um, the number of teams kind of varies I guess from year to year as the kids kind of progress through the you know the age groups so I'm hearing rumors next year there may be my varsity team plus two JV teams. So, you know, next year we might have a few extra high school players coming up through the ranks. So um, the big thing down here in northern Kentucky is just to keep kids interested in hockey and to keep them coming back. You know, the big sports down here are usually, you know, football or basketball. So, you know, we have to try to keep a kid engaged and having fun in hockey to keep them coming back. I tell you, Cincinnati does have a nice hockey scene with a rich history and an ECHL team in the Cyclones. What is the hockey scene like across the river? Um, as you know, we play in Cincinnati's high school league as well as my Kentucky high school league. Um, the scene over in Cincinnati, in my opinion, is uh, hockey is growing. Um you know, there's teams from Miami, Indian Hill, the you know, Cincinnati Swords. I know Mason has a team. LaSalle has a team. There's Moeller, St. X, Elder. Um, there's plenty of hockey in the area, um, especially at the high school level at this time. Uh, we play close to 60 games a year, you know, f- for my team between the two leagues and the tournaments we do and the friendly games and we, we generally don't travel any more than, than within a three-hour radius, and our schedule's pretty full and competitive. So, you know, we enjoy playing high school hockey and having the opportunity to play against the Ohio teams only makes us 
stronger for our Kentucky League, which is ultimately our goal is to win win the Kentucky League and to win state. So that's what our goal is every year. You mentioned being a part of the Cincinnati High School Hockey League as well as the Kentucky High School Hockey League. What is it like to balance two different conference schedules? It's tough, and I'll tell you why. I mean, we play... Usually the seasons are just, say, 14 games for each league. I mean, there's 28 out of my 60 games. And those 28 games, every game is competitive. I tell my guys, you have no nights off when it comes to league games. So, you know, it's it's 28 games of you have to be on your toes and we have to be at our best. I mean, we want to... We want to win the Cincinnati League, and we want to win the Cincinnati City Tournament every year. You know, we want to finish in first in Kentucky and win the Kentucky State title every year, and be able to go on the USA Nationals. So it takes it's it's a lot of pressure on the kids. It's a lot of pressure on on the coaches and you know, on me and my staff to make sure the kids are ready to go every game. It's a it's a huge undertaking, but you know. We, we love the game, so, you know, we want to pass it on to the, to the boys. And, you know, we just hope that we're giving them all the right tools for them to be successful. So it's, it's not easy to balance the two. There's a lot, of, it's a lot of stress throughout the years, I'm sure any other coach would tell you. But it's fun. And, uh, you know, uh, winning makes things fun. Losing makes you want to work harder to get back to winning. So it's, it's always a... Uh, it's always a, a balance for us, you know, trying to trying to play in tournaments to take some of the pressure off of the kids and to just to be able to have fun in the tournaments. But ultimately, half of our schedule is it's it's heavy duty. It's heavy duty with with the pressure. That's for sure. You mentioned the Norths don't travel much over three hours away in Crescent Springs. Can you tell me some of your favorite bus trips and away venues you've been to? Sure. Um, our favorite one, at least to me, is uh, over the Christmas break when we get to go up to Hobart Arena and play uh, in Troy High School's Miami Valley Freeze. Uh, I, that arena, I can't tell you one person that's ever said anything negative about that place. It's just a fun atmosphere for the kids. Um, we always have a great time up there. Um, we we travel out to Owensboro, Kentucky for our Kentucky League. They're probably our biggest rival, the Owensboro Rampage uh, within uh, the Kentucky League. Uh, we go out there. We've played in front of four or 500 fans out there before. It's always a loud, a loud building to play in. Uh, we have a great time uh, whenever we go there. And the building uh, holds a special place in my heart. It's where we won. Uh, the state tournament uh, two seasons ago against uh, Trinity out of Louisville. So going back to Owensboro uh, always always brings a smile to my face, that's for sure. And also Owensboro. Do you remember when the Icemen were still in Evansville and they were thinking about moving to the sports center? Yeah. They needed like 5,000 additional seats. They're now in Jacksonville, the Icemen. I guess I guess they uh, when we were down in Owensboro at one point they were actually talking about that and they just could not make that arena work for that for that project. So Evansville, Evansville is actually in our Kentucky High School League as well. So 
you know, we do we do make the trip out to Evansville as well. So, but that's only about a half hour from Owensboro. So, that's not too, that's bad. Not too bad. In terms of both Cincinnati and Kentucky, which opponent is furthest away from the Norse? Um, Owensboro, Evansville area. Yep, that's that's our that's probably our longest trip for league games. Um, we try to be smart. We try to schedule those early in the season when the travel. You don't have to worry about the winter weather for your travel and stuff. So we try to get the the long trips out of the way in you know October or early November. And we try to keep it as close to home as possible, you know, throughout the winter months, you know, make travel and everybody's life a little bit easier. Now, Coach, let me ask, since Norfolk, Kentucky is not a high school, it's an area, how do you welcome in players outside the youth organization if they're interested in hockey? Also, where are some of the Norse migrated from in terms of local schools to play hockey for Norfolk, Kentucky? Sure. Um, We have... So with, within our area, you know, down here in northern Kentucky, we've got kids that go to Simon Kenton High School, Dixie High School, Beachwood High School, just to name a few. Um, I've got our goalie Jackson Maddie. He goes to Turpin High School over in, in Ohio. So we got a couple kids, you know, the majority of the team, I'd say probably 90% of the team at this point are, are northern Kentucky boys. And then we got a couple couple kids from Ohio that, that'll come over the river to play. But gen- generally those kids either live on the east side or the west side of town. And it's just, uh, you know, our rink just happens to be a little bit closer than the uh, Cincinnati rinks. So they kind of ended up fallen into our lap which we'll always take we'll always take a player if he's willing to come play for us so and we've even had a couple kids from Lawrenceburg Indiana before but those kids have graduated and moved on already and at this point we do not have any any Indiana boys on the team this year now since the Norse are not affiliated with a high school do you think there's a difference between Norfolk Kentucky and some of the high school teams you mentioned Moeller LaSalle a couple Centerville Springboro up north in Dayton is there really much of a difference between the two um there's a yeah sure there's there's a difference those those teams that you mentioned you know they have to have kids that attend their school to be able to play for their for their team. You know, which is great for them. That just means that they're in an area that is hockey is very well supported, and they're you know they have kids that are coming through their high schools where they have enough kids to field a team. I mean, unfortunately for us down here, that just would not be would not be the case if they were ever to say you needed to be a pure high school team uh, to play against us or play in our tournaments. Northern Kentucky high school, high school hockey probably would cease to exist, to be quite honest with you. There's just not that heavily driven sport down here where high schools in general are able to support on their own. So it's you're sometimes a little bit envious of those schools that are able to support their own teams, you know, like Centerville and Springboro. You know, Finley, you know, stuff like that. But at the same time, those guys fall under a lot of different guidelines that we don't have to have to follow. I mean, we're able to play as many games as as we want. 
where I know those high school teams are a bit handcuffed on their scheduling as far as how many games that they're allowed to play and practices they're allowed to handle and stuff like that. So uh, I think there's pros and cons to both, to be quite honest with you, Lee. So I enjoy playing a lot of hockey. I The kids that play for me enjoy playing. So, you know, playing our 60 games a season seems to be a great, a great number for us. So I'm not sure if there's a limit in Kentucky, but I know for Ohio high school hockey, there's a limit of 35 games, which includes your districts, your regionals, and playoffs in the state. Yeah, down here for our Kentucky League, and, you know, there's only seven teams within the league. A couple of those are pure teams. You know, we are, you know, the club team. But uh, like Louisville Trinity, um, St. X, uh, out of Louisville, those are pure high school teams. But I do not believe that there's any restriction on them about how many games they can play. Uh, I mean, basically, they just kind of fall under the same umbrella that we do, you know, based upon everybody playing in the same league together. So um, uh, there's not a, from the best of my knowledge, not a limit on the amount of games those teams can play down here. So, you know, which which is a scheduling advantage for us. You know, we can we can travel wherever we want to. We can play whomever we want to as well. Um, you know, we can as many games as we can fit on the schedule. You know, we try we try to do that. To, keep the hockey season packed full for, for the kids and for to keep the families engaged and involved and it's been a it's been very successful for us lately so what is a normal practice like for the Norse we we practice every Tuesday and Thursday uh, from 8 15 to 9 30 um, our practices are are pretty pretty demanding on Tuesdays it's heavy conditioning practices we skate the boys very very hard lots of up and down the ice stuff Um, we send out practice plans before practice so we do not waste much time on the ice at all Um, not much standing around we try to keep the kids engaged and moving Uh, we try to do everything at game speed I'm a big, uh, there's an old saying that I was told a while back that um, says practices are hard and the games are easy. That means you should work hard at practice, and when you show up to play a game, you should have already gone over everything at your practice, so you are ready to play all, all your games. So practice is hard and the games are easy. That's what we try to live by, so... Going back to the differences in hockey scenes, when you cross the state line, which isn't too far away from Crescent Springs, what are some of the main differences in terms of overall hockey between Ohio and Kentucky? Um, I would say the biggest thing is the... I would say the biggest thing has to be the knowledge of the the game itself. Um, You know, a lot of parents and players um, join the sport of hockey sometimes late uh, down here in Kentucky so trying to learn all the rules and all the terminology and you know the different stuff that makes our sport so great yeah sometimes it's uh, it's it's a, a little bit lost sometimes in translation down this way um, you know when you cross over into Ohio where hockey's kind of been established for a lot lot longer like you said with the cyclones and now the blue jackets 
Um, hockey's not as foreign as it used to be, so there's a lot more um, knowledge of the game on your guys' side of the river. But we're we're slowly but surely starting to come along over here. Um, a lot of the teams in our league now, you know, will cross over and play against Ohio teams and. Um, you know, they play competitive games and are even starting to beat some of the Ohio teams now, which is good. It shows that Kentucky is uh, coming along in our development of hockey players. Um, I know we are starting to put some of our boys into the ACHA ranks of college hockey. We've, you know, just for instance, some kids off the north, we've had a graduate. Last year, we had Ryan Huseman, who's now playing for UK. Um, Josh Rizal is playing for the University of Louisville. Uh, Nick Rentala is playing for Eastern Kentucky University. And uh, Jake Goldberg is playing for the Aurora Spartans out of uh, the Chicago area. So just within the past year, uh, we've gotten four kids that have been recruited and put on the ACHA hockey teams, which goes to show uh, Kentucky hockey is starting to come along. And that's awesome to hear. When I was broadcasting the state tournament last year in Lexington, it was really cool to see all the fans and have everyone play a part in it. Yeah, the, the Kentucky State Tournament is uh, it's growing every year. It's been a it's been a great experience uh, f- for the kids. You know, some of these boys on the team, this is their high school sport. They don't play football. They don't play basketball. So you know, the state of Kentucky and you know our team. You know, we try to host senior night, and you know we we try to treat this as much as. You know, Centerville and Springboro, you know, as they treat their varsity programs, we try to do the same thing down here with recognizing the kids and having a state tournament and, you know, crowning a state champion. You know, we want, you know, we are, as a group, trying to grow this this great sport of ours here through through the Bluegrass State as much as we can. I forgot to ask you earlier when you mentioned the Blue Jackets, but do the Norse get a chance to play in Columbus, Ohio a lot? Um, we have the opportunity to. Um, we didn't schedule any games this year, but yeah, we have, we've we played against um, a bunch of the high schools out of uh, Columbus. We've played Westerville. Uh, we've played the PHA Prowlers before. Uh, we've played the Newark Generals. So... Yeah, we've we've scheduled games usually, you know, early season games. You know, we usually, you know, look to schedule teams, you know, from the Columbus area. But quite frankly, the past two seasons, we've gone to Columbus, Indiana, to kick off the season for what they call their fall fall foliage tournament. And we've been playing, starting our season off against the Indiana high school teams, just to just to change it up a little bit. So. Uh, that's been that's that's been a lot of fun. They have a nice rink out there in Columbus, Indiana, and uh, it's always great competitive hockey too to start the season off. So that's a uh, you know we just like to you know we have that advantage you know where we can kind of pick and choose who we play and where where we decide to go. So it's been a good it's, it's been good. I'm not a, against playing against the. Columbus teams again. It's just a matter of everybody's schedules ma- matching up. 
I was going to say with the Blue Jackets and formerly Chill of the ECHL, those two teams have really made an impact in Central Ohio, and hopefully there's a little more trickling down into Southwest Ohio. At one of the Chillers in Columbus, there's a third rink that's going to be built, and there's another hockey barn in progress of opening this year, maybe 2020, in the Viking Center. Just seeing the growth is really nice. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Their teams up there are very competitive. Um, you can even tell when I'm at the rinks and some of our youth teams are playing against the Columbus youth teams, you can really tell the uh, influence that the Columbus Blue Jackets have had on that area up there. It's, uh, it is exploding, and I agree with you. I would hope they would make their way down. I-71 and come into southwest Ohio and even cross the river a little bit and reach out here in the north, northern Kentucky and kind of help us grow this sport of ours. That'd be really cool. Technically, the Blue Jackets have made it to Clark County as they opened up a chiller rink in Springfield, and everybody raves about that place. Yes, we've played up there once. That That is a beautiful rink they have up there. I was going to ask, what is the hockey scene like in Indiana since you do get a few opponents in the Hoosier State? Also, what is Columbus, Indiana's rink like? The, the Indiana high school teams, they are right on par with the with the Ohio high school teams. They have strong hockey over there. Columbus, Ohio, I mean Columbus, Indiana is, is a solid program. Um, the CIK Knights out of Indianapolis – Zionsville High School. They are they are some powerhouse teams, just like the teams out of Ohio. And every time you play against them, you better bring your A game, or if not, you'll be you'll be taking that loss. That's for sure. It's a it's very very competitive in Indiana. They have a nice nice program going over there. They're uh, they have a very big league that I guess spans that whole state. They have teams from all over and. You know, we've played against uh, a few teams in different tournaments and scheduled just some friendly games. And it's uh, there are no walkovers, that's for sure, uh, coming out of Indiana. If you're not if you're not ready to play, they will jump on you early. So it's uh, it's always fun to to play in games like that. I, I know our kids enjoy playing. Uh, in competitive hockey games, we don't like playing in those games where you know you rough up your opponent ten or twelve to nothing, and you know uh, nobody has any fun in those games. It's always fun the the two to one, three three to two games that are competitive up and down. And at this point, you can pick teams from Indiana or or Ohio, and you're gonna you're gonna have some some good hockey. That's for sure. Coach, let's talk about your 2018-19 team. How do the Norse look this season? We are playing much better. Um, I graduated 14 boys off of last year's team, so it was kind of a rebuild this year. We brought in, I believe it was 12 new new faces uh, with the six returning kids. Uh, so we got off to a very slow start. We were zero wins, six losses and one tie in our first seven games. Uh, now we are 19, 14 and 4 so uh, it took us a little while to find our footing but the kids have been playing great. Um, right now currently we are in second place in the Kentucky League. Uh, 
third place in the Cincinnati League. So we are we're we're right where I was hoping we would be by this time of the year, starting to play our best hockey as we get ready to head into the city tournament in Cincinnati and the state tournament, you know, first weekend of March uh, down in Louisville this year. So uh, we've we've surprised some teams with how competitive we have been. I think uh, a few teams were hoping that the Norse would be down a little bit more this year. Um, the past three years, uh, we've won over 40 games out of our 60, so... I think some teams were hoping they would be able to get some revenge, I guess you could say, against us this year. But this new new group of kids have bought into the system, bought into the program, and we've really been uh, very, very competitive this year. And it's been uh, very rewarding to see this team come along so so quickly, which gives me gives me hope that maybe we can uh, win state uh, down here in Kentucky this season. So it's all about how really it's just all about being hot at at the right time come that state tournament first weekend in March. Hopefully we are playing our best hockey. Your next games will be at South Metro Sports. We'll see each other again, which will be cool, as the Norse will play in the MLK tournament hosted by the Centerville Elks. Northern Kentucky will square off against Canton Akron, Troy, Centerville, and Elder. I mean, three out of the four our common opponents in Canton Akron is the wild card of the bunch. I'm very excited to broadcast this tournament again on YouTube. Yeah, we are. We, we look forward to coming up there every year for the for Centerville's MLK tournament. I mean, it's always great high school hockey up there. Um, we we enjoy the rink. Uh, we enjoy how competitive Centerville plays us every game. Uh, it's always back and forth. Sometimes we win, some sometimes they, they win. So it's uh, it's fun hockey up there. You know, again, we we are looking forward to playing that team from the Canton Akron area. Like you said, they are the wild card. So going to have to get online and try to try to look them up, kind of see who's coming this way, so we can prepare ourselves for that game. Kind of see maybe if there's some common opponents that they've played, and kind of see. Uh, how those games have turned out so again we kind of know what 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 we're going to be facing so uh, looking forward to the weekend hopefully the weather holds out enough for everybody to make it into town before the snow comes that they're talking about but again looking 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 forward to some some good hockey up there this weekend I'm looking forward to all the matchups, but Elder and NKY should be another great battle as well. Great Cincinnati rivalry. Yes, it is. That We've played them twice already. We've beaten them twice. The second game was much closer than the first game. They graduated a bunch of boys, so they're kind of going through a rebuild as well. But um, I know those coaches over there, and they are definitely working hard trying to get Elder back on track. And uh, I would not be surprised to see a very close game up there at that tournament this weekend. For those Norse fans that can't make it, all the games will be streaming on YouTube. For all the non-Centerville battles, it's youtube.com slash southmetrosports. And for all games versus the Centerville Elks, go on to YouTube and search Centerville Elks Hockey and watch from there. It's a treat to call all these matches. There's a lot of great teams and great action awaits starting Friday the 18th.
I agree with you. I th- I think it's great to see the the talent level that you know we're we're trying to put out here in Northern Kentucky. You know what's happening over in the Dayton area, and now teams coming down from the Canton area. It's always great, you know, when you get to the high school level. That's when the hockey should be the most competitive and the most fun for the kids. And you know, I think uh, up there in that South Metro rink, they do a great job bringing in teams for this tournament. So. Again, looking forward to coming up there and watching some watching some of the games other than just the ones that we're playing in as well. To watch some of those those games, that's always fun. After the tournament, there's seven more games until the first conference tournament, the Cincinnati High School Hockey League. Five of the last seven are at home, while the longest road trip is to Miami University. Love that rink. And one road game at Northland Ice Center, which is back open. Fantastic news in Cincinnati. Uh, it's beautiful up there. We we enjoy going up there every time. I kind of wish that Rice State would have a beautiful hockey rink like Miami's. It almost happened, though. When the Bombers moved from Hare Arena to the Nutter Center, the organization was supposed to build a practice rink where the Mills Morgan Center is now. That's the place where the Raiders basketball teams practice. Needless to say, it didn't happen, and it's now a page of history. I miss the Dayton Bombers. Yeah, that 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 is a shame that that Cincinnati Cyclone Dayton Bomber rivalry is no no longer. I don't know if the rivalry will pick up again, but I remember the one Cincinnati versus Dayton game I went to. I think it was seven five Cyclones. What a crowd that was at the Nutter Center! That was a great game. I'm sure there were a few penalties in that game. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite hockey moment is Wright State versus Dayton back when they played at the Winterland Ice Rink at Hera. One point in the game, there were six Flyers and five Raiders in the box at one time. Now that was a rivalry. <laughs> one of my old Norse uh, captains, as a matter of fact, um, A.J. Harvey, currently I believe is a captain up there for the Wright State ACHA team right now. So there's a, there's, there's a Norse up there playing right now. Let's talk about the upcoming conference tournaments, starting with the Cincinnati High School Hockey Leagues. Played at Sports Plus in Sharonville. What is that tournament like? Um, that is a very... I'm happy that that tournament is right before our state tournament down here in Kentucky because it is... It's competitive. It's going to be great hockey. Uh, that'll get us ready for our city tournament. Um, teams like Indian Hill, uh, the Cincinnati Swords, Miami Red Hawks, um, Louisville, the Louisville U18 Ice Cardinals are also in that league with us. So it is, it is competitive hockey. It is in-your-face hockey. Sometimes it's not not nice hockey. So there's, you know, they, you know, those teams, you know, they they want to win the city of Cincinnati, you know, just just like we do. Everybody wants to have the bragging rights of being, you know, the city champion. So those games will be will be very competitive, and they have the potential to become a little little bit nasty as well. But we we love playing in that that in that tournament right before our. Kentucky State Tournament because that's two or three games of high intense intensity hockey the week before the state tournament, which to me I believe gets our kids ready to to try to win the Kentucky State Tournament. So 
That's got to be a hike for Louisville, being part of the CHSHL. It is. They joined the league last year, but they joined it for the reasons that I just said. It's very, very competitive. Um, It gets your kids ready to play. I mean, if you're playing in that Cincinnati league, it's all – it's. It's all club hockey teams, so it's kids from various areas. So there's there's a lot of different talent that's coming in and out of that league every year. And you know some of these teams are they they're traveling up to Michigan every other weekend and playing up there. And you know then they come back home and you know you're playing against those teams you know that are back in your league. You know those kids that you're playing against are getting a ton of experience. You know playing against. You know, other kids out of Michigan and Northern Ohio. So, you know, your kids have to bring the intensity and bring bring everything they have with them just to be able to compete. So, it makes us a better team. You know, playing within the Cincinnati League, it it just it helps prepare us for our, our Kentucky League. That's for sure. This year's Kentucky High School Hockey League tournament is in Louisville. What's their rink like? Uh, it's it's nice down there. They actually have two sheets of ice. Um, it's home there to the University of Louisville's uh, ACHA team. Uh, they they do a nice job down there. Uh, plenty of seating for the fans. Uh, I know they'll be. Uh, I believe you're going to be a part of it again this year. I hope you know broadcasting the games again. You did a great job for us last year down in Lexington. Um, we're 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 looking forward to it. Uh, uh, they're still finalizing the schedule. There's still a few league games left, so there's still a lot of jostling going around in the standings. I don't think anything has been decided yet as far as seeds go, but right now we are we're two points out of first place just behind the Louisville Metro team, which used to be Oldham County, but they've kind of just... Uh, Change, change their name to the Louisville Metro as that's where they're they're pulling most of their kids out of that metro area of Louisville. So they just decided to go with a, with a name change this year. But they are the old Oldham County team that won that beat us for state last year. So that's uh, we're hoping once again we can meet them in the state finals and hopefully win back our title this year. You know, I was wondering what happened to Oldham County. I looked at the website, and there were only seven teams, and I didn't see the classic OC logo. It is nice that those kids do get a chance to play, but how does that affect the tournament with only having seven teams? Um, I think what it's going to do this year, it's going to give the number one seeded team a buy into the next round. So for winning the regular season, you'll get rewarded by not having to play a first round game, which is which is a nice reward. If you won you you won the league, you, know, you should you should be rewarded at the state tournament. So so whoever finishes first, be it us or Louisville Metro, at this point, you know, that team will, will will not have to play a Friday Friday night game. Their their tournament will start on Saturday, but you get to watch the other games on Friday and kind of figure out who who you're going to be playing. So. Um, it, it's a nice reward, that's for sure. But on the other hand, you don't like to see um, any part of Kentucky hockey going away. It would be nice to say we've added two teams instead of having to subtract a team. But 
unfortunately, uh, there just wasn't the numbers to support the eighth team this year. But you never know if we keep growing kids in the sport of Kentucky. Uh, the state of Kentucky keeps getting kids in, involved in the hockey. Hopefully, hopefully we will see that um, league expand from uh, from seven, maybe up to eight, nine, ten teams again. Here's hoping for more teams in Kentucky in the future. And yes, I'll be there in March in Louisville. I love broadcasting the tournament last year, but if I could be honest, I was mad at myself because technology was not on my side, especially on Championship Sunday. It was bad. But hopefully this year I'll have better luck with everything. Well, I will tell you, I know the University of Louisville streams all their games down there, so I would probably have to say you're going to be dealing with uh, maybe some stronger Wi-Fi than uh, than maybe what you had last year. So I've watched a few of those U of L games, and they have a pretty good uh, pretty good YouTube success. So I'm hoping for better luck this year in terms of streaming. Like I mentioned last year, I love broadcasting the tournament. Lexington's rink was very nice, but I've never seen so many penguins paint on the walls at the rink. Great people, a lot of fun. I enjoyed it. Yeah, that was that was interesting, isn't it? I'm trying to call this hockey game here. Where all these penguins are slung behind me. I don't get it. it. It was a lot of fun in Lexington. I can't wait to see the Norse again. Well, and again, you'll see us this weekend too. We're, we're you know, I've already gotten people uh, sent, sending me messages wondering if you're going to be broadcasting the games this weekend and uh, if they'll be able to watch them o- over YouTube. So. Um, we'll we'll make sure that everybody gets gets that link, and uh, you'll have some, you'll have some viewers. That's for sure. That's awesome. I love the fact that people ask about the streams, and I also love the fact that people appreciate what I do on the streams as well. I mean, you do a, you you do a great job. Um, I heard nothing but uh, great things about what you did last year for our state tournament. Um, and I knew I know everybody was super excited to hear that you were coming back and doing it again this year. So um, you're the you're the voice of high school hockey as far as I'm concerned in Southwest Ohio and Kentucky. I mean, we don't have anybody else that's doing it on the level that uh, that that you're doing it, and we we appreciate that you are involved in high school hockey and you help you help promote our sport. Um, we couldn't we couldn't be happier, Lee. I appreciate the kind words, Coach. Thank you. Now, I'm a random fan that just found out about Northern Kentucky hockey, which there's no connection with NKU, correct? It's all we share is the name, that's all. Just the name and the color black. Yes. Why should people check out Northern Kentucky hockey? I think they should come and check it out just to see what it's all about. I mean, we are... A very competitive high school hockey team. We are, me and my coaches are very dedicated to the team. We're dedicated to the sport. We're dedicated to the players and to the and to the families. We are, we are trying to develop a program down here that is known um, throughout the region. Um, that when you schedule Northern Kentucky, you're going to get a, you're going to get a game. Uh, you know that we have a chance to come in and 
and beat beat you at your place, you have a chance to beat us. But it's going to be, you know, a three-two, five-four hockey game. Um, you know, we're going to play the game the, the the right way. You know, we're going to respect the game of hockey. Um, you know, we. We, we love when new people come to our rink and cheer our team on and you know slowly but surely we're starting to see the uh, the uh, arena that we play out of you know get kind of start fit filling up a little bit with some, some more fans that are curious you know they keep hearing about the high school team and how, how the success has been coming along so and the crowds are starting to, to come. You know, a lot of the younger kids within the organization are starting to show up and watch watch the games, which is good. Which to me shows we're doing it the right way. You know, we like I said before, we we want the younger kids to want to play for the varsity team. You know, we want them to look up to the boys on the varsity team. So to me, it's. It's important that the players on our team do stuff the right way. They, they, you know, that they're held accountable. You know, that they walk around the rink and you know they're they're kind to the younger kids. You know, we almost want the younger kids to almost idolize the the older boys and want to be a Norse varsity player when they reach high school. That's our goal: is to keep growing the varsity team, keep being competitive. You know, and get get our name out there in a positive light. That's that's for sure. Coach, what are some of your favorite things about the organization? I like that it is small to a, to a degree. That it's you know the that you know the kids who are coming up through the organization. You know the you know you start to know the the younger kids and their parents you know they those kids start coming to your games um it's i i like that it's it's not too big of itself you know everybody you can walk in that rink and you know eight nine ten different people will tell you hello just walking right through right through the door and they're you know different different age group of players that you know or families that they're there it's a it's just a nice feeling there at, at, at the rink itself so it's uh i like i like that when you walk into into northern kentucky's rink and it feels like a second home honestly what is one thing you change about your local hockey scene i wish that we were a little bit more I wish that our rink was a little bit more up to date that's that's probably the biggest um, drawback that we hear out of Northern Kentucky or about Northern Kentucky is that our ice arena is not as nice as everybody else's arena is I mean our our rink is family owned um, you know, our our rates to play hockey are family friendly, so there's not a lot of extra funds to be able to put back into the rink to bring it to, you know, a lot of what you would call today's standards. Like if you've been to Indian Hill or, you know, the Springfield, you know, chiller up there, I mean, you know, those are... 
those are just you know newer modern rinks and as far as our rink goes we're we're like one of those just an old hockey barn when you walk into northern kentucky you're walking in to come and play hockey there's you know there's 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 no other frills about the place. You're there for for one reason and one reason only, and that's to either play hockey or, or watch hockey. But you know, in in reality, it, it would would be nice to have a nicer building to play out of. But you know, we we do love our rink as it is. But that seems to be the most negative thing that I ever hear about nor about Northern Kentucky hockey. What about outside Kentucky? What would you like to see blossom from the Cincinnati Cyclones or anybody else in Southwest Ohio? I would just like to just to see hockey in the area. Quite honestly, just keep growing. Just keep growing the sport. You know, more kids playing it at younger ages. Being able to keep those kids involved in the sport. You know, not just come and play for one or two seasons and then leave and go play football or basketball. You know, we would like, you know, especially down in northern Kentucky, we would like the the kids that are in the Learn to Play program, which I believe there's like 60 kids right now in our Learn to Play program. You know, we, I would ideally like to see all 60 of those kids stay in the sport and come up through it and, you know, get up to my team and, you know, by the time they reach high school and, you know, be be ready to play some good competitive high school hockey. Uh, I, I believe the Cyclones have had a positive influence for sure. I mean, you know, there are, you know, when you go and watch the younger kids practice, you do see some Cyclone jerseys out there. So, you know, they are having a bit of an impact in the area. I do believe that they could probably do more if, if they wanted to as far as, you know, promoting you know the game itself at the at the younger age groups, or even offering you know some more you know high schools the opportunity to play down there out of U.S. Bank Arena. You know that that would be nice as well. Um, but out, outside of that, you know, just I would just like to see the sport just to keep growing. Coach, what are some things you're looking forward to in the future? Anything about yourself, the Norse, the local area, anything? Uh, in the future, I mean, I would love to see, you know, my team, you know, continue to stay at, at, at the competitive level that it is right now. Um, I would like to see, you know, the our Kentucky League, like I said earlier, you know, expand from seven teams, you know, back to eight, nine, or ten teams. Uh, I would love to be able to keep scheduling all the Ohio teams, you know, keep, you know, keep hockey alive in the area, uh, you know, poor Troy High School, what do they have, 10 or 12 kids on that team this year, yeah, you know, yeah. I, would, you know, I would love to see the, you know, Troy get back to, you know, a solid team again, you know, 16, 20 kids, you know, just whatever we have to do to want, that kids want to keep playing hockey, so... You know, whatever, you know, whatever it would take, you know, within the area to keep hockey competitive. I mean, even your team up there in Centerville, though they're very competitive this year, I think even you would have to admit they're very short-handed this year. Their, their bench is not very, 
not not very deep, which you know worries me. You know, you know, is Centerville going to be able to keep fielding a team when there's only ten or twelve kids on the team? You know that. You know, you, you you'd like to see that number around the eighteen to twenty kid mark. That's for sure. So absolutely. You know. I know Centerville's also been dealt some injuries as well, so that certainly doesn't help. Yeah, I mean, and that hurts when you're fielding 12 or 14 kids on a team and all of a sudden two or three of them are hurt. You know, that's... That's 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 just a lot to ask, you know, out of you know out of, out of the kids to be able to pick up that slack, you know, for the kids that that are hurt, and you know, you just would like to be able to see teams, you know, that can field full rosters. It just would make the game better, that's for sure. I agree. Used to making hockey competitive and stay competitive in Southwest Ohio and in Northern Kentucky. Coach, one last thing. Can people follow you or the Norse on social media? Yeah, um, on social media we have um, our Norse Varsity um, Twitter 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 account, um, and that is um, let me see what the that's at NKY Norse, um, and that will link you right to our Norse uh, Varsity Twitter feed. And then if anybody was really interested and they wanted to follow me on Twitter as well, that's it's at Norse Coach Jamie, and that's J-A-I-M-E. And uh, yeah, you'll get all your, your Norse information out of there. Uh, we don't really have a Facebook page or anything. Uh, in this day and age, the boys uh, like to do everything over Twitter and Snapchat. So I would say Twitter is probably the best place to get started if you wanted to follow anything about the Norse on, on social media. Coach, thanks for your time, and I'll see you and the Norse this weekend at the MLK Tournament at South Metro Sportsplex. Thanks, Lee. We're, lo- we're looking forward to seeing you. We'll be up there on Friday. Sounds great, Coach. In case any Norse fans can't make the trip, all the MLK tourney games will be streamed on YouTube. For all games versus the Centerville Elks, go to YouTube and search for Centerville Elks Hockey. For all other contests, they will be live at youtube.com slash southmetrosports. And of course, on Twitter, I'm over at the Lee W. Mallon, and I'll tweet the final scores and links to each stream. Thank you to Coach Jamie Antello for your time as we conclude Episode 79 of the Gem on the Queen's Crown, the Cincinnati and Dayton Sports Podcast. <coughs> addendum. Yes, I'm sorry I'm adding an addendum late in this episode. I do want to give another thank you to Coach Jamie Antello. also told him about the audio problem I had recording this. But I got it fixed, as you heard. You can hear... A little sliver of what I was talking about, you know. My audio's doubled and echoed and it was annoying. Especially for those that don't like my voice to begin with. Woohoo. The big news bomb dropped today. Marty Brenneman is hanging up the headset after the completion of the 2019 season. And if you follow the Cincinnati Reds on Twitter, you know that Marty came out with a video and it was hard for him to get through the entire thing. 46 years behind the microphone as the voice of the Cincinnati Reds. I can only dream about a career like that. There are articles on Cincinnati.com. I know others are going to talk about it. I might talk a little bit more about it in episode 80 or any future episode, but I'm probably after the season. Wow. 
have one of my hockey friends say, this is your next job, Lee. I wish. There's stations in Dayton that look at my resume, see my name, and then, whoop, paper shredder. So I doubt the Reds are going to take a chance on me, but that would be nice. Anyway, Reds, I'm available to hire. Oh, I'm sorry, I forgot I'm not talking about myself. But yeah, that's one of the... It's one of the classic voices. Everyone's like, oh, Vince Scully's the best. I mean, Marty had his moments. Marty had his... You didn't just say that moments, did you? The Trail of Tears things, I think, was one of the big ones. The love, quote-unquote, with the Chicago Cubs. Yeah, there's another thing. But to me, Marty Brenneman's voice meant it's summertime. You could turn it on to 700, listen to the Reds game, and even if the Reds were 0-162, thank goodness that didn't happen. Felt like it was going to happen, though. Even though the Reds could be miserable, I'd always tune in to Marty. I didn't care what the Reds were doing. I just, you know, wanted to hear what the Reds were doing through Marty. And the Cowboy, Jeff Brantley, those two, that's my favorite pairing on radio. So... Summer 2020, who are we going to have on the radio? I have no idea. Maybe it'll be me, but I doubt it. So yeah, Marty Brenneman's retiring after the 2019 season. And now that'll close it out. Episode 79 of the Gem of the Queen's Crown. Thanks for your time, folks. Talk to you again in episode 80. Pulse Podcast Network. This has been another installment of the Gem on the Queen's Crown, the local Cincinnati and Dayton sports podcast. Closing theme by James Anderson from FreePD.com. Follow the podcaster on Twitter at the Lee W Mowen, spelled T-H-E-L-E-E-W-M-O-W-E-N, and the podcast on Twitter at Gem on Queen Crown. Like the Facebook page, The Gem on the Queen's Crown. For every link and platform available to listen to the local Sunday Sports Podcast, please visit theleewmowen.com slash podcast. Would you like a question about sports answered on the podcast? Send a message on Twitter at either account or visit theleewmowen.com and click Contact Me and your question might be answered in a future episode. Thank you for listening and your support of this podcast.